What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we are coming at you guys with 1977's sci-fi movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. Not Close Encounters of Third Eye Blind. (laughs) Is that a thing? No. (laughs) Um, When I was looking up on IMDb, uh, fuck, I gotta gotta try and find it because I was fucking laughing. Uh, Close Encounters of the... Fuck, maybe it wasn't on IMDb. Where did I see it? Was it like a fucking porno? It could have been. I didn't look that far. It was like something like Close Encounters of the Redneck Hillbilly Kind or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I didn't click on it, but I kind of wish I would have now. Anyways, I can't find it. Maybe I was just dreaming it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, before we hop into this movie, what have you been up to this week? So I haven't watched too many movies this week, um, but uh, Bettina and I finished uh, Yellowstone. Finally. Finally. Fucking crazy season. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, So we kind of added like a bunch of movies to this like spinny wheel thing. Okay. And so it landed on a show called Mayor of Easttown. I've heard that's really good. Dude, we watched two episodes and it is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. it's a limited series, only the one season, but it has some really good actors and actresses in it. Yeah. Um, it's really good so far. So, yeah, Kate Winslet is in it, right? Yep. And uh, Evan Peters is in it. Oh, really? And he looks so different because he doesn't like, he looks a lot older in it. Huh. Because he's playing like a detective. So, yeah. It's different than what he usually does. Shit. Um, I watched the first episode of Loki. Nice. And fucking fantastic. Holy shit. I've heard that also. <laughs> so good. Like Tom Hiddleston, there's one uh, scene where he's kind of, it's like kind of like a flashback scene. Yeah. And he is so fucking good in it. Holy shit. Hmm. It's really good. Um, we watched Raya and the Last Dragon last night. Oh, nice. How was that? It's good. You know, it's typical Pixar movie, you know, they, don't really have any bad movies so yeah that's fair um it was good uh gorgeous movie i didn't really like aquafina in it okay she plays she does the voice of the the dragon in it yeah and it just i don't know i felt like her uh like humor and just the way that she's like so so crazy and you know I felt like it kind of didn't work with the movie, but okay. it wasn't terrible. But I think I don't think I would have cast her in it. But did they did they try to make her like really a, good? Did they try to make her like Mushu from Mulan? Like no, kind of not at all. No, okay. No, no. Um, and I forgot to mention last week, but I watched a movie called Sledgehammer, which was on Joe <laughs> Bob. Um, I guess two weeks ago (laughs) and my god that was one of the worst movies i've ever seen (laughs) Uh, like i hate to just like shit on it because 
they could probably make a movie better than I could. But yeah. my God, the acting in it was so bad. Uh, it, it was it was a fun time, but it was really bad. You really make me want to watch and, it. And yeah. And tonight <laughs> I followed your advice and I watched Castle Freak. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, wasn't that bad. It. I mean, I don't know. It was pretty bad, but like the start of it, I wasn't feeling it. But then once it got into the killing and stuff, yeah, it was better. But I mean, I think I know what scene you were talking about Sis. with uh, the prostitute. The prostitute. Was it a prostitute? Yeah. No. No, that's not what I was talking about. Really? Like is the blonde she fucking, girl? No, the the uh, the like Italian girl that the main guy hooks up with, and then the castle freak dude sees him doing it, and he like captures her and fucking like bites her titty off. And did you watch the original one or the remake? Whatever one was on Shudder, I they're watched. Bo- they're both on Shudder. Oh, well, then I watched the 1995 one. Oh, okay. So, all right. That's where we're getting confused then. Oh, okay. I just typed in Castle Freak and that was the f- first one I saw. Okay. Yeah, no, there's one from like 2020. That's the one that I oh, was talking shit. about. Okay. So now I need to watch the original one too. <laughs> yes, you do. Because <laughs> I want to see some titties get bitten off. Okay, well, then I won't say any more, and I'll go out and watch the remake, and you can watch, <laughs> watch the one I watched then. I'm interested to see like how similar they are, if they are at all. Huh. I wonder if the scene I was about to get into is in the remake. I'm guessing not, since there wasn't any prostitutes in it. Yeah, and you said it was a guy in the original one. In the remake, it's a female. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the original is... Uh, the guy from reanimator okay and i think the girl as well actually oh so hmm huh. well fuck there we go i guess uh i guess we got some stuff to watch we got projects <laughs> for each other um but uh yeah that's about it all right didn't watch a whole lot you liar well sledgehammer i watched last week true and it was more tv shows true all right. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it in our last episode or not, but after listening to another Horror Pods episode on the Hatchet franchise, I really wanted to go through and rewatch all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched the first one, but this was like a couple weeks ago now. But I can't remember if I mentioned it last episode or not. I don't think so. Uh, so yeah, I watched the first one of that. And then I saw on Instagram, like a whole bunch of people were like sharing the chronological order to watch the conjuring universe yeah so i've taken on that task now mm-hmm. so i watched the nun annabelle creation and annabelle okay and i started the conjuring because that's the next one on the in the order but nice. i haven't gotten all the way through it yet um it's a really cool way to watch it though because like i was talking to michael from we love horror about it and uh like whenever you watch those movies like on their own like you know that they all tie in together but watching them in that succession it's like they tie everything in like really well 
Oh, okay. Um, especially like, cause Annabelle creation and then Annabelle is right after it, mm-hmm. like in chronological order. So seeing that transition into, into those movies was really cool. Yeah. I think I might do the same because I haven't seen all of them. I think I've maybe seen half of them. Mm-hmm. I think if that, yeah. So, well, whenever I posted that picture in our story, Bettina messaged me and she's like, the nun is so terrible. Yeah, I, like, we went to, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I didn't either the first time I watched it, but this second time, it, like I, I still, it's not like my favorite in the franchise, but it's mm-hmm. it was a little bit better than the first time I watched it. Okay. Um, I watched Scary Movie, like earlier in the week. That's uh, random. It, yeah, <laughs> I ate a gummy and I just wanted to watch something funny, and that was on Netflix, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. Nice. Uh, There is a new movie on Shutter called The Amusement Park. Oh, I did see that on there. It's a George A. Romero film that never got released. Yeah. Um, Mm. I I mean, it's getting pretty good reviews, but I hated it. It really? Yeah. It 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 wasn't a horror movie, in my opinion. It was like. It was like legitimate horror about like becoming old and like how society just kind of pushes you off to the side and stuff like that. Okay. But it so I did. Yeah. I did click on and like read the little bio thing. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't really want to watch this. Yeah. It was only like 53, 50, yeah. 50 something minutes long. Like it's just a yeah. shorter one, but yeah, I, I wouldn't rush to watch it. Okay. Fair enough. And same story as scary movie. I watched old school the other night as well uh, on a separate occasion. Nice. Um, just man, it's such a good fucking movie. It is so it is funny. A great movie. Like the whole Frank, the tank sequence kills me. Yeah. And uh, we finished Superstore. Well, the five seasons that are on Netflix, I think there's one more season that's on TV before the series got canceled. Nice. Um, so I'm a little bit depressed about that. <laughs> and I watched the first episode of Sweet Tooth last night. Ooh, that was on our list that we, uh, it's on our wheel, so. Yeah, uh, judging by that first episode, I think I'm really going to enjoy it. Yeah, it it seems really interesting. It's gotten pretty good reviews, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, nothing else. Cool. Been busy with movies. I need mm-hmm. I need to catch up to you and Josh in this fucking competition. Yeah, you do. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yep, that is it. <laughs> So like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about 1977's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Before we hop into this movie, what are we drinking tonight, Brooke? I am drinking a... So we only have one beer left. The rest we have is Mike's Hard and 
uh, uh, white claws. So I didn't really feel like having one of those. So I'm drinking a flying monkeys. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, live transmission milkshake IPA. Nice. You've had that before, haven't you? Yes, I have. Like on this? I'm pretty sure. And I can actually open my beer. There you go. You don't have to use your teeth this time. What are you drinking? I saved this beer specifically for tonight. Ooh. It is a true history brewing farmer in the sky. Hmm. Ooh. She's hoppy. <laughs> That's all right, though. It's hoppy. I'm thirsty. It'll do. Yep. All right. So starting off the synopsis. Roy Neary, an electric lineman, watches how his quiet and ordinary daily life turns upside down after a close encounter with a UFO. That encounter was fucking insane, too. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Once we get to it, like, I, I, it's my first time watching this movie. Yeah. But I've definitely seen that scene, like, either on, like, a, uh, a scene, like, seen it game or whatever it is. Mm hmm. Yeah. That scene's kind of iconic. Mm hmm. Like, that one and the whole spaceship scene towards the end. Well, UFO scene towards the yeah. end. Um, so, uh, this movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. I don't need to go through his list of movies. I mean, it's fucking Steven Spielberg. What's uh what are a couple of your favorites so from I gonna, his? I was gonna ask you that question too. Okay. <laughs> um well a couple of mine, obviously Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones. Yep. But I also really like Hook. Yep. I know people kind of shit on that movie, but I love it. Um and Catch Me If You Can is really good. That is a good one. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, yeah, Jurassic Park for me as well. Uh, Hook for me as well. I love that movie. Um, are we talking like producing credits too, or just I, mean, I just put producer, but whatever you want. Um, I really like Ready Player One. Me too. Me too. I thought it was really well done. And uh, oh, fuck, there was another one that I had. I didn't write it down though. Where the fuck is it? Oh, Super 8. I've never seen that one, actually. Man, it's a really good movie. I'll have to add it to the list. Yeah, you should. It's good. <laughs> I feel like Jurassic Park has to be on everybody's list of top Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah, yeah. Same with Indiana Jones. Yeah. All right, moving on to the cast list. We have Richard Dreyfus, who played Roy Neary. Uh, he was in Jaws, which is another Steven Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Graffiti, Mr. Holland's Opus, Poseidon, and he was the narrator in Stand By Me. Hmm. And I wrote down, what about Bob? What about Bob? He was in it. I know. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> I, I I feel like I have when I was a kid. Yeah. But. I remember like vividly like the the cover of it. Because mm-hmm. I'll have to rewatch Jaws as well because I do not remember uh, Richard Dreyfus in it. Oh really? Like, 
like I don't he's not the main guy, right? Like he's not one of the boat guys. He's on the boat. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Him and the main guy have that uh that drinking scene that's like in the lighthouse. Right, okay. That's him. Okay. Um so yeah, that was nineteen seventy five and this one was nineteen seventy seven. So him mm-hmm. and Spielberg obviously had a good relationship in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, next up is Francois Truffaut. He played Claude Lacombe. And his whole list of movies was all French movies, so I didn't bother writing any of them down. Mm-hmm. His picture on IMDb looked really familiar, though. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, it popped up, and I was like, oh, that's this guy. And I was like, looking through his list of movies, I was like, "I what? I've never seen a single one of these. Who is this guy? Yeah, and- like, why did Spielberg pick this guy? You know? Yeah. Um, what, do you think he should have picked I mean, somebody else? No, but I, I think, because I think he's mostly known as a director. Yeah, than true. an actor. True. So maybe he's just one of Spielberg's friends or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. Because this is when Spielberg was just starting to really get into Hollywood. Yeah, like Jaws so. was a huge success, and then... After that, probably this one was his next big movie, I would think. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but. Uh, Next up is Terry Garr, and she played Ronnie, who was uh, Roy's wife. Mm -hmm. Um, She's known for Tootsie, Young Frankenstein. She was uh, a voice actor in the Batman Beyond cartoon from the 90s. Uh, She was in Michael with John Travolta. And she was uh, Mary Samsonite's mom in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's hilarious. I uh, I knew that I'd recognize her, but I couldn't like pinpoint it. But yeah, I, after I saw Dumb and Dumber, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. And lastly, we have Melinda Dillon, who played Jillian Goulier. Mm-hmm. She is in Magnolia, A Christmas Story, Harry and the Hendersons, and Rain Over Me. That's a great movie. Holy shit. Rain Over Me? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. It's so good. So is Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. And A Christmas Story. <laughs> it's my, my favorite Christmas movie. All right. You got anybody else? Uh, um, I do, actually. Okay. So... Uh, I when I opened up my laptop again because I've looked at my notes in a bit. Um, one of the names I had on here, I was like, "What the fuck? Why did I write his name down? I didn't remember him in this movie." <laughs> and the guy that I wrote down was Carl Weathers. Oh, like the air traffic guy at the start. <laughs> was that him? I don't. I don't think so. I wrote that he looked like Morgan Freeman. He sounded like, like Morgan Freeman. Dude, so much, right? Yeah. But uh, Carl Weathers played a military guy in it. What? Yeah. And I was trying to think. I was like, what? I don't remember seeing him. No way. Yeah, man. He's like far down on IMDb. What the fuck? There's a lot of like actors that you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's like three scrolls over like he doesn't have a name it's just military police oh shit lance henriksen's in this too the dad from Pumpkinhead. oh yeah 
Jesus, I should have went further down the list. Wow, military police. What the fuck? I gotta rewatch it and fucking try and find it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's cool. Huh. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Also, the guy named Bob Balaban. Yeah. He looks super familiar. Um, and he's actually, yeah, he was in, um, the lady in the water. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's one of those faces that's like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, exactly. He's in the Grand Budapest Hotel as well. Oh, wow. I just watched that. I know. That's why I brought it up. And, uh, Warren J. Kemmerling, who played Wild Bill. He's got a familiar face too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> we are dwelling on this for a lot longer than we should be. Yeah. All right. You ready to hop into the movie discussion? Let's do it. Uh, so the one thing that fucking made me laugh so hard at the beginning of this is the fucking military pulls up in a fucking station wagon. <laughs> Actually, that might be who one of the Carl Carl Weathers guys is. Possibly, yeah. I was like, you're the fucking military. Why are you in a goddamn <laughs> station wagon? Everybody drove a station wagon in this movie. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, station wagons was a shit, man. I'd rock one. That's my first car. Like your first car? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It lasted a whole like 10 days, but. Ah, oh, so you didn't, yeah. you didn't even get to shag in the wagon. No, I didn't. No, that's disappointing. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the movie kind of opens up, um, the military is like visiting, I think they're in Cuba, but I found like a lot during this movie, except when they go to India, they don't really tell you where the fuck they are. Yeah. They just kind of make you guess. Um, so I was thinking like Cuba maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't have in my notes where they are. I don't know. Cause they are... Oh, they're in the Sonoran Desert. Uh, okay, wherever that, that is. is. Uh, but basically, they find all these old like airplanes and shit that have just like shown up um, yeah. that were from, I think, World War Two. They said. Yeah, World War Two. They got lost in uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. Um. So the Sonoran Desert is in Arizona. What? But they weren't even speaking English. I don't know. That's <laughs> I'm on Google and the Sonoran Desert is in Arizona. Okay. Maybe. Well, well, if they were speaking Spanish, that'd be close to the Mexican border. Is it not? I guess. I guess. So. Southwestern yeah. United States. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. One of our Yankee but, friends uh, was going to fucking tear us apart, I'm sure. Oh, probably. They still think we live in igloos, though, so fuck them. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of talk to this old man who, like, has this, like, crazy burn on his face. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, like, think something happened to him. Um, the sun came out at night and sang to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we get to the operation center. I think it's, like, a military base or kind of, like, an, uh, in a airport maybe yeah it's like a traffic control center yeah and i thought this was morgan freeman like the guy sounded just like him seriously if you closed your eyes you'd 
would have 100 percent thought it was him. <laughs> and if you were one of these pilots that they're talking to, that they 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 think they see something, yeah, and they ask you like, "Do you want to make a report?" Like, would you make a report, or yeah. would you be kind of too scared? In the seventies, I maybe not. Yeah, because back then, like, you would have been thrown into a mental institute. I'm sure. I mean, look the fucking what Roy, what Roy does later well, in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And like, even when all the townspeople are doing their big fucking rabble rabble session with the mayor, the president, or whoever the fuck it was that they were talking to, mm-hmm. like they were just like basically calling this whole group of people crazy for what they saw yeah so i don't know like maybe back then i would maybe say no i didn't want to file a report but so do you think they actually saw one of the ufos yeah yeah i think so i guess it makes sense when i was watching it too i was thinking like just the way that they respond it was almost like because it's been a very long time since i watched this movie so i couldn't remember how the interactions with the aliens were. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering as I was watching this scene, like, do you think they're being like mind controlled? Yeah. Even the one guy, I think one of the last ones they ask, they ask him, he says, what am I going to say in my report? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, the one thing that kind of bugged me during this movie like I know it was made in the late seventies. So, mm-hmm. you know, it still looked pretty good, but something like the background scenes. Yeah. Looked really bad. I think that's the problem. Cause you bought the 4k, right? Yeah. Like I have. So yeah. I, th- I think that's the problem with these older movies going 4k is uh-huh. you can really spot these like inconsistencies. <clears throat> yeah. And like, you can tell that they're like green screened. Mm-hmm. yeah very much so which is unfortunate but i mean the movie still looked pretty good yeah it did yeah like the uh the ufos looked it, it took me a bit to get used to them yeah so it was kind of silly mm-hmm. but for like that's how i had to kept telling myself like this was 1977 so mm-hmm. yeah like these are most definitely like toy spaceships over top of a fucking uh like made up town Mm -hmm. like you know how they do that with the camera tricks like camera angles and shit yeah yeah uh so we meet roy and his wife ronnie um i kind of like that name for a girl ronnie yeah short for veronica is it really yeah that makes sense (laughs) learn something new every day jeez man watch some uh riverdale Ugh, I watched like one season of it. Yeah, it got real bad. Uh, but anyway, so we meet uh, Roy and Ronnie and their three kids. I didn't write down their names. But <laughs> this one scene is so funny. The one kid is like in the little girl's playpen. <laughs> and the guy the kid is just fucking destroying the doll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to stop this kid? Like, what the <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie's just like arguing with Roy because he has all of his shit on her table. Yeah, I told you this is my table for my stuff. <laughs> and I was like, "Is this the kid's way too big for this playpen?" And then I saw a little girl, and yeah, he's just smashing the doll's arms and legs off, and then rips off its head. <laughs> oh, man, it's so funny. 
that like uh, I was watching this and I was just like, oh my god! Like I have two boys and Hunter, our younger one, he is going to be this kid. I yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then one thing during this scene also that kind of like was reminiscing about, um, which is kind of crazy because it only I don't know if they still do it, but I remember looking in the papers in like mm-hmm. early high school. Yeah. For the movie times in the paper. Yeah. Like uh, back before the internet played a big part in all that. Mm-hmm. Couldn't mm-hmm. have apps on your phone back then. Yeah. And like that was one thing. Another thing with this movie, I had to keep thinking about that it was in the 70s because Ronnie, or not Ronnie, Roy and Jillian mm-hmm. and all these people are like drawing this uh, thing, right? Yeah. They don't know what it is, they've never seen it before. And I was like, how the fuck do you not know this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, landmark that's in the States that is, I'm guessing your neighbor to where you're at. Yeah. Um, but then you guys got to remember it's the 70s. So I guess you only know about those things in like fucking encyclopedia or magazines. Yeah. Like National Geographic or something. Yeah. But doesn't Roy say that he's seen it before? Like whenever, like we're jumping ahead a little bit, but uh um, Barry, the little boy, he like makes this mountain of mud. Doesn't Roy say something like, I've seen this before or something that's got to mean something. Yeah, he does say that a lot, but I thought he said that he'd seen it before, but I mean, he does say that at one point, I think whenever he's, I think it's when he's really starting to lose his mind and like, just cause he doesn't know what he's building. Right. Yeah. Like he's just the fucking aliens <laughs> took over his head, basically. Yeah. Um. But yeah, after after we meet Roy and Ronnie, we see, uh, Barry, the little boy, wake up to all of his toys like turning on and like operating on their own. Yeah. And he just like starts chasing them around. I thought that was really cool, actually. It was. It was the really way they cool. did it. But then I was also thinking, like, Jillian, you're a fucking terrible mother. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yep. <laughs> the kid's just outside running. Yeah. And she's sleeping. She just looks outside, and the kid's running around. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's get into the scene where Roy, he doesn't get abducted, but he sees the UFO. Yeah. So basically he's driving somewhere and wherever the UFOs are, that's where like the, the power goes out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And stuff starts to move like uh, Barry's toys. And he's like right at a stop, uh, train track stop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like the UFO comes above him and he, the mailboxes are shaking and he, he looks outside and like it shines in his face and then he gets like burnt. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the guy from the beginning. Yeah, it looked like a really bad sunburn mm-hmm. on half of his face. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't sure. Like I've never seen this movie, so I didn't know what was going to happen. Like if they were going to abduct him, like they did, like they do with Barry in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't quite sure. It does look like it's like trying to. Yeah, because. Like the stereotypical like abduction scene is always an, 
a UFO floating over somebody and then like that beam of light shooting down mm-hmm. and then the person going up in the air. Mm-hmm. And like that exact same thing happens, except it doesn't pull him up. So I don't know if like they were trying to, but because he's in his car, like mm-hmm. maybe their beam wasn't strong enough to pull the car up. Or if like, I don't understand why else they would do what they did. Do you think that they know that like the military is trying to communicate with them? And they are shining like the light into like these random people's faces to get them to go to where like the military base is so they can go with them on the ship. Hmm. Cause I'm guessing that Roy is doing these drawings from like the light that they shine in his face. Oh, like you think so? the monument is the same shape as the light. No, but I think that in the light, they somehow like because the characters just can't start randomly drawing this fucking thing for nothing, right? Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because, yeah, because that happens before. Barry makes his little mud pile. Yeah. So maybe that's why Roy has said, I've seen this before. Yeah. Like if they yeah. like, kind of like fucking put that information in his head or something. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. That's, that's an interesting theory. And Jillian isn't. Yeah. Cause she, she starts drawing that shit too. Yeah. She goes just as crazy as Roy does. Mm hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, like, why wouldn't they just abduct these people like they did with all the people before? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Like, why did they go for Barry? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it cause... seemed like at the ending, there was kind of, well, he was the only kid, I think. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. But like, are they trying to get people from different eras and demographics and like ages and stuff maybe to try and like get as much information as possible Mm -hmm. because we can assume that like they obviously didn't kill anybody so we can assume that they're trying to do their own research on humans yeah maybe they just want to see how uh humans are evolving Mm -hmm. yeah because because aliens control the earth we're all in a we're all in a simulation right now. Well, I mean, it's out there now, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a question that I wanted to bring up to you. What, like, how how deeply you believe in extraterrestrial life? Um, I believe in it. Like, I'm not like one of those fucking crazy, you know, alien people. But I mean, the universe is so fucking big. Mm-hmm. And there's other universes. There, yeah. there has to be other living life. It can't just be us. Yeah, that's always my argument. Like, why are we so special that you seem to like not you specifically, but like mm-hmm. non-believers? Like, why are we so special that we are the only living species in the universe, in our universe, and the mo- millions of other universes that are out yeah. there? 
Like there could galaxy, be another fucking identical earth, you know? Yeah, exactly. You don't fucking know. <laughs> you can't say no, there isn't because you don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, we literally know like basically nothing in the yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, exactly. We're just on a little fucking snowflake. <laughs> Do you think that there's aliens on Earth? Um, I think that there has been aliens on Earth. Okay. I don't know if they're still here. Hmm. I mean, we have some weird friends who I may suspect <laughs> as aliens, but, you know. <laughs> they walk among us. Yeah. See, I'm not opposed to that idea, though. No. No. I could see it being possible. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we haven't, we've only explored like 25% of our oceans, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. <laughs> I don't even think, think about. I don't even think the number is that high. I don't think so. No. Just crazy. Yeah, it's but nuts. Anyway. Maybe there's some underwater aliens. Well, did you see that fucking video last week of the the twenty five foot uh, squid? It yes. was like an that octopus fucking thing. Yeah, it was like a fucking. They were calling it the Kraken. <laughs> Dude, it it looked like the aliens off of War of the Worlds. Yeah, it did. So weird. Ugh. It's fucking crazy, man. The shit that like I've been because like I follow a bunch of nature things on Instagram. Yeah, and. Uh, like someone found like some 25 foot submarine shark or something like that. It was called too. And like, it's the first time it's ever been seen. That's crazy. It's just like, there's like so much random shit that's coming out right now. It's wild. Just think about what it's going to be like in 10, 15 years, you know? Yeah, exactly. Apparently Jess Bezos is going to space in like two months. Oh yeah. Yeah. Surprised he hasn't tried to buy space yet. Like an Elon Musk flew a car out to space and it's still <laughs> out there. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, we're getting uh, way off, off topic. topic. Yeah. Um, how about the scene? Whenever I think it's after Roy sees the uh, the UFO and he is driving somewhere, following it. I think. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they get to, like, this roadblock where there's a bunch of people, like, looking, waiting for the UFOs. Yeah. And he gets there, and then just Barry comes, like, running out from, like, nowhere. <laughs> just hangs out in the middle of the fucking road. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And then Jillian, like, pulls up or starts running after him. I was like, how did you not catch this kid? He's, like, five years old. <laughs> I don't even think he's five. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Like he's a tiny kid. But yeah, she like tackles him off to the side of the road. And then yeah. um, Roy comes over and starts apologizing. And she just walks away with Barry and goes and stands in the middle of the road again. Yeah. The two of them. It's like you just pulled your kid off the middle of the road. Why are you standing back in the middle of the road now? And then like the fucking like cop car that was like driving. It looked like it drove off the fucking cliff. <laughs> 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 and they're a station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so there was like a few things in this movie that kind of uh, I didn't really like. It was kind of like boring to me. Yeah. Because I watched this in two sittings. I watched like an hour of it. 
and I found that hour very fucking boring. Yeah, I I did the same thing you did. And then the second half, uh, I actually popped an edible in. Nice. And so that was a trip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the whole scene, whenever Lacombe, I don't know where he's at, but he's showing them like the music and stuff, which I guess ties into like the later, but like the sign stuff, like who was he showing that to like other military people? Like when they're in India. Yeah. Like that whole fucking thing. And then he's like, I don't know. He's not, it didn't seem like India anymore, but it was like at nighttime and he was like, everyone was like sitting on chairs and he was like showing them the signing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're like UN people or like, different military personnel from across the world maybe maybe i don't know if they ever said who they were right so do you think that um the u.s was the last stop for lacombe because like he's going all under the world right where these ufos are mm-hmm. yeah maybe that's true like we can almost deduct that the states were like one of the last countries for them to visit. Yeah. Cause like mm-hmm. India's already communicated with them basically. Like they've kind of figured out this whole like the tone that the ships like release. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've only seen a couple of different locations, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's possible. Um, so they're like <laughs> The one scene with all the military guys, they're like looking at like this giant globe. And they just <laughs> yeah, that fucking, scene is so funny. They just like break the whole thing. It's like you could have just turned it to yeah. where you want to look. The guy's like, that's a $2,500 globe. What are you doing? And they just like yeah. kick it out the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was laughing so hard. Um, and Roy at this point is also starting to sculpt or draw the. Uh, the devil's tower yeah um oh yeah sorry i was gonna say he starts off with his mashed potatoes oh i thought it was the shaving cream oh maybe it was the First. shaving cream yeah yeah yeah. but yeah that mashed potato scene oh, fuck. was so funny just like the kids are just like look at him staring yeah and then one of his son like starts crying because his dad's fucking crazy yeah yeah, he's the oldest son, so he's like understanding it a little bit more that like shit, my dad's losing his mind. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the little girl say, There's a fly in my mashed potatoes? <laughs> Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Oh, uh, she she you can hear in the background, she's like, I don't like these potatoes. There's a fly in my mashed potatoes. <laughs> and that's that line was unscripted, and like the whole family almost burst out laughing, but they left it in. That's so funny. Yeah. That's cute. Um, But going back to like the military guys, like they grabbed that globe because every time that they um, broadcasted the music tone out into space, they kept getting these numbers thrown back at them. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And then Laughlin, who was the one guy with Lacombe, he mm-hmm. has a background in cartography. So he... Cause he he's acting as a translator right now for Lacombe yeah. and, and the English speaking people. Yeah. Um, but he has a background in cartography. So he's like a map expert and he said, Oh, this is a, 
coordinates, like geographical coordinates. Mm -hmm. So then they grabbed a globe and figured out where it was. Okay. That makes sense. You must have been an hour deep into your gummy at that point. Oh, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get to do it later, but... uh... I really liked the scene where Barry gets abducted. Yeah. That was so fucking creepy and cool. And like watching this movie, I probably named like three or four movies. I was like, this really feels like that movie. Yeah, for sure. So there's this movie is definitely a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like forefather, I guess. Mm -hmm. An inspiration inspiration yeah for a lot of other movies and like during this scene it made me think of the movie signs yeah there was another scene that reminded me of signs too Mm -hmm. because actually it might have been a part of this one like she sees like a a shadow going across the like underneath the door yeah yeah and like the vacuum starts going off and then like the grate underneath the screw starts coming out and it's really intense like i I thought this movie would be more, I don't know, family mm-hmm. oriented. I mean, it is, but it has some really good creepy scenes in it. Yeah, for sure. Especially this one. Yeah. And I love the scene where the door opens and you have like the light in it. And Barry's like, you can come and play now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> So do you think he's seeing the aliens? Yeah, I think so. Like, you think they've touched down on Earth? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess they would have had to have because, um, like, you can see one kind of coming down the chimney. Yeah. Like, it's like a yeah. point of view shot. Right, yeah. And this kid, like, little kid, like, when he said that, it kind of reminded me of Poltergeist a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it's almost like they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid uh, was such a good actor that Stanley Kubrick tried to cast him as Danny Torrance in The Shining. Really? But there was scheduling conflict, so he couldn't do it. I don't think this kid has acted in many things. No, he's like he hasn't acted in anything since 1985. Uh, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, Kubrick wanted him to be Danny. I think it would have been pretty good, but yeah. I'm glad we got Danny because, well, we didn't release a fucking episode. But <laughs> he uh, he did like that finger thing himself, so yeah, yeah. Who so, knows what what would have came from that? Yeah. Uh, so I want to get into probably one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie. I was busting it laughing. I'm sure you were too. Whenever Roy finally just fucking loses it. <laughs> he starts throwing all the garbage and dirt into his kitchen window. Yeah. And this one <laughs> sign just, just like he kept going, is this how you do it, daddy? And like throw a brick. <laughs> oh, man, it's so funny. Like this? Fucking, like this? Yeah, like this. Like a brick in his window and just fucking hucking dirt. Yeah. It's like, oh, chicken wire. And he runs over to the neighbor's lawn and starts fucking ripping all the chicken wire out. Yeah. But like everyone, I think this whole family did such a good job, like acting wise. Oh, for sure. Like the scene, whenever Roy's in the shower and she goes in, he's like, I don't know what's happening to me. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And his like kids are getting like super emotional about it. Cause their dad is 
you know, Losing doing crazy shit. shit. Yeah. And then, yeah, the next day he just, he has an idea and he starts hucking fucking plants and dirt and yeah. chicken wire and shit <laughs> into the house. And Jillian's just like, okay, we're leaving. Yeah. And he, going back to that scene where he's in the shower. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not Jillian. It's Ronnie. <clears throat> oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, once he gets out of the shower, Ronnie's trying to say like, oh, we need to go see like couples counseling and like they'll, they'll fix us and everything like that. And he just like keeps spewing his crazy talk. And then she fucking snaps and yeah. she's, she's like, I just hate you. I hate you. And she like starts beating on him and then she ends mm-hmm. up like running out of the house, but, or out of the room anyways. But uh, yeah, that whole scene is like super, super intense. It is. Yeah. Um, because like the night before he's super normal and he kind of like goes outside and is kind of like, he's like, what's happening to me? Why do I keep doing these things? Like he, he doesn't want to do these things, but there's something inside of him that's making him do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that whole scene was fucking hilarious <laughs> and his whole like neighbors are watching and, the like garbage men come to pick up the garbage. He just like <laughs> snatches it from him and dumps half it out. And then like the rest into his fucking house. I didn't get why he dumped half of it out. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I don't know either, but uh, yeah, he ends up making the devil's tower in his own house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of, like dirt and shit. And it looked pretty good actually. Yeah, it, it did. You just ruined one of my questions too. You fucker. What devil's tower. Yeah. Well, fuck, they say it like a billion times in this movie. Well, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. All right, well. The edible didn't kick in until the alien showed up at the end. So. <laughs> oh, perfect timing. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so now Roy and Jillian are heading to the Devil's Tower. And whenever he shows up like at the train station where all the fucking people are, was that Jillian that was there or was that Ronnie? Uh, Jillian, I believe. Okay. Cause like, I was so confused. Cause like he like kisses her and shit, like at least two times. Does not I, I was like, how the fuck do you know this girl? Well, I met a few times, I guess like, I don't remember seeing them kiss like they kiss. They kissed, they kissed at the end. Like whenever he says he has to go see like the military base, get closer. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, I got to take Barry and leave. Mm-hmm. And then he kisses her. See, like they've had like a, an odd relationship throughout the whole movie. Like they were flirting with each other, like right from the get go. Yeah. But like, fuck you guys. No, I- yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, Roy has a wife and three kids. Yeah. Like, I mean, his relationship was probably over at this point because he's a nutcase, but mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't really matter because what happens in the end, but. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, like, when they get up to, like, leave the train station, it's like, how is none of the military stopping them? Like, before this, Roy was driving in, like, opposite traffic, mm-hmm. and there's, like, military all around, and She's just like, oh, sorry, uh, I'll, I'll turn back around. And like, he just keeps going. And it was like, how does none of the military stop him? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if that was real life, like there'd be massive roadblocks everywhere. 
Yeah, and then like, they just fucking drive through the barbed wire fence. <laughs> yeah, because he, he picks up Jillian and uh, he's like, oh, we can't take the road, so we're going to have to cut through this field. And she's like, do it! And he just fucking <laughs> station wagon through the barbed wire. Yeah. So basically what's happening is that the military is saying that there's some sort of gas leak or something around the devil's tower. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're getting everyone away. And you see all these like dead horse or apparent dead horses and cows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then like, there's a bunch of them that go to the devil's tower mm-hmm. and they capture the military captures them. Lacombe captures them. And he's like interviewing Roy about his sightings and stuff like that. And Roy thinks that there's more to it than what they're saying. And so Roy f- takes off his mask and tells like another, I think Jillian and another guy take off his mask here and basically saying that there's no actual gas. Yeah. The military is lying to you to <laughs> cover something up. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that's shit that does happen. Well, yeah. I mean, not to get political right now. And I mean, there's some people that have theories that like mm. this is happening in the world right now. I mean, Area 51 has been, you know, around well, yeah, that forever. Mm-hmm. And I forget the guy's name. Uh, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, yeah. Uh, legend. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Bob Lazar so based- and uh, Tom DeLonge. Yeah, yeah, Tom Dillon, yeah. So basically, they take off their mask and there's no actual gas because you see someone like they, they start running by other like the military base took up the mountain and you see all like the workers with no masks on. So you're like, okay, yeah, they were lying about all this shit. Mm-hmm. The thing I didn't get though is her, like she had birds with her to like test the air. Yeah. But the birds ended up dying too. What I think, like, I did catch that as well, but I think what they did was just maybe the guy, because they were using some sort of, like, uh, like gassing agent. Yeah. So I think maybe, like, one of the military guys that, like, captured them, like, just, like, sprayed it in yeah. the birdcage, maybe. True. But, maybe, yeah, maybe I did gave, catch that as well. Maybe gave the cage a little shake before he picked it up. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh so as they're going up, <laughs> uh, did you notice like the one gun the fucking mil- one military guy had? No. It was like this fucking massive like laser gun. Really? It didn't even look like any gun that would be around <laughs> in like that day or even today. Huh. It just looks so out of place. No, I miss that. Yeah. Maybe that was Carl Weathers. Maybe. Maybe. He's a time traveler. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like all the military, like climbing up like the mountain to chase after the three of them. And then you find out that they're going to start crop dusting the place yeah. with the gas. So I think the one guy that's with them, he, he like, I don't know. So he like falls and like hits his head, but then he just kind of like, I don't know. He, that part was weird to me. Yeah. I didn't really know what was going on there. Cause he just kind of like gives up. Yeah. Cause we lose him after that. And then, like, they, they, like, crop dust him, and he gets, like, the gas. Mm-hmm. And then Jillian and Roy make it up to the top. And this is another part that was kind of, like, weird to me. They're, like, at the military base at the very top, and then a helicopter is coming by them. 
and Roy's just like, oh, jump out of the way and jump in like this little like crevice thing, not really. And like the gas goes right by them and they hop out and they're fine. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) There's some definite plot holes in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like they weren't like major or anything, but yeah, just like silly things that Mm -hmm. got overlooked. Mm hmm. So now they made it to the secret military base where there's basically a like ramp like with lights kind of thing mm-hmm. that they make. And this is where the edible kicked in for me. <laughs> I was like so spaced out during this whole thing. I could not take my eyes off this TV <laughs> for the whole ending. Like I was just blown away. And the fucking we'll get into it but (laughs) so like the ufos come down they start playing the music yeah and when they're going back and forth in music like i couldn't even hear anything around me i was just like right right in the movie (laughs) holy shit man (laughs) and like i want to get this soundtrack because like it was so good man Mm -hmm, for sure yeah that whole scene was really cool like because they're um, was it Lacombe that was telling them like which buttons to push, like which? Yeah, he was like, he's like, okay, higher note, and yeah. then blah blah. And like, but then I oh. think that the guy that was doing it, he like when they were talking to the massive ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like automated, like he like did it automated, or he was like doing it himself. But yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, because like he'd just done it so many times that he was just because before Lacombe was like, okay, this button, okay, go down two octaves, okay, now go up to an E, and then like he was mm-hmm. like going through each button, and like <clears throat> there was like a two second delay between each tone. Yeah, but then once the big mothership comes, it was just like really fluid. It was like the whole like little tune, I guess. Yeah. So like all of like the little ships that came, do you think? that they were going up there before the military got there? Or do you think Lacombe figured out this, the music notes and, and like invited them up there? Well, if they were sending the coordinates back to earth, I think they were already like, I think they already had this as some sort of like a landing zone. Right. For whatever reason, I don't know why, but so like the aliens, we're doing this on purpose to get the military to come and meet them. I think so. Maybe they're like testing their intelligence, like how intelligent earth mm-hmm. life is. So I think one of the guys that were there said that, that he could tell what they were saying, mm-hmm. like translated to English, basically, I think. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to remember that scene, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then, like, all of the small UFC UFOs go away, and then, like, the huge, massive spaceship comes. And then this is where Roy just, like, walks into the fucking military base. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love, like, when the big spaceship, like, opens up, and then, like, everyone just, like, slowly puts, like, sun- the same sunglasses on. Yeah. Like, they all look the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Simon says, like between like the spaceship and the military. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that scene. Like the, the mothership looks so fucking cool. 
Mm-hmm. And like it was using different tones too. Like it had its own like I don't know, language, I guess if you want yeah. to call it that. I don't know if it was just me and my uh stone stupor. <laughs> but I swear to God I heard the Jaws theme song at one point. That's very possible. <laughs> like when it got like very deep. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I heard it. That, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it was two years after, so. Mm-hmm. But another movie that this gave me like major vibes for was Arrival. Yes, for sure. Because like the whole basis of Arrival is them trying to communicate. Yeah, with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the, does the, the big alien come out first and then the people get released or do the people get released first? The people get released first. Okay. So, so all of the people get released. You see all these old military people and basically they're going up to them being, just being like, Hey, uh, soldier, whatever whatever from um the navy or whatever yeah he's like thank you for your service and the people are like kind of like stunned like they don't know where the fuck they are they've been i guess in space for i guess 30 years at this point uh yeah yeah it would have been because this took place in the 70s mm-hmm. so yeah if they were world war ii um then you see barry and jillian comes out and gets him mm-hmm. uh did you notice something weird that did not fit in about this whole thing. Um, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at it. I'm not sure. Uh, the aliens abducted a fucking dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I was like, what the fuck? So <laughs> what do you mean, man. They're just trying to get anything that they can. I guess. Maybe they thought it was a human. Yeah. <laughs> um, what age did you watch this movie? Uh, probably like early teens. Oh, okay. Uh, did that first alien not scare the fuck out of you? Like the one that comes out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean that, I, I thought that thing was creepy as fuck. It was, yeah. I mean, I've, it's like, I, I talk about it later on. It's like a stereotypical looking alien in a sense but like they made their own sort of adjustments to it i thought that the second aliens that came out were like typical aliens oh those aren't the ones that you meant no no the one that came out was like crawling like down yes yes yes. and yes, then yes. when it gets out of the ship it stands up i was like oh that's fucking creepy yeah okay i get what you mean now yeah it is fucking creepy yeah, the, the second aliens were literally just fucking kids in plastic masks. <laughs> <laughs> you could see like the inflatable plastic on their heads. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, so yeah, like everyone comes back from the ship and then uh, Roy's like right in front of the fucking ship mm-hmm. and then one of the aliens like goes up to one of the other guys and starts doing just like staring at him yeah and then the lacombe starts doing like the signing and then the alien does it back 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden these like military guys come in like jumpsuits mm-hmm. and Roy is like at the front, I think of it or the back. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And so you realize that they're, I guess, like volunteering to get abducted by the aliens. Yep. <laughs> and so Roy's the first one to jump in and he looks like super proud. Would you accept that invitation? Mm, no. Okay. Would you accept that invitation if there was an agreement that you were coming back home? Um, as long as they don't stick anything in my butt. <laughs> yeah. You don't want an anal probe? No, I don't want an anal probe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I probably would, depending on how long it is. Well, it's like it's probably a six foot anal probe. I don't know. <laughs> Not the anal probe. I mean, how long I'm gone? Jesus Christ. Okay. I would do it. I would do it 100%. Like, if I was guaranteed to come back. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, like, I wouldn't want to be gone for like fucking 10 years or something like that. Yeah. Like, just take me on a quick little trip around the universe and then bring yeah, me back. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah like this kind of this movie kind of uh ended abruptly for me mm-hmm. but also it didn't like i kind of like the ending a bit yeah how it just like takes off and then that's it yeah i wish it would have been i don't know fuck okay so we watched the director's cut yeah i was gonna ask you do you remember like the original one you watched, like anything different. I've watched this. I've watched the theatrical cut. Like that was the first time that I watched it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the differences were, but I know that in the extended cut, which is what, um, fuck. I can't remember what the production company is. So they allowed Spielberg to go back and do an extended cut, but they wanted a scene of inside the spaceship. Oh, okay. So in the extended cut, we actually see Roy go into the ship and he like, you see what he sees inside the ship. Oh, okay. I've never seen this version. I do want to watch it. Like the 4k that we have, it has all three versions on it, mm-hmm. which is cool. But uh, it's like Spielberg hates that version of it. It's not what he wanted to do. And that's why he, re-released a director's cut like years later right um because he hated that extended cut it's not what he wanted the ending to be but uh i do like i think it'd be really cool to see inside that show so it's probably just roy getting uh a six foot yeah (laughs) possibly (laughs) it transitions into a porno (laughs) oh jeez um, anything else you wanted to add or talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Cool. Well, that's the way the uh, blood splatters, I guess. I was trying to think of something else to say. <laughs> There's not much else to say. No. All right. 
How about you go first this time? Yeah, okay. Um, all right. My story, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I said it's one of the few alien movies where the aliens aren't trying to kill people or invade Earth, which is a refreshing view on the whole idea of things. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fi- and like even like the humans weren't trying to attack the aliens either. No. Uh, I found the movie to be a bit too long and drawn out, but we also did watch the director's cut, which adds like ten minutes to it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little. It's this is the longest version. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that the government tried to sweep it all under the rug because I feel like that's what has actually gone on in real life with the whole like presence of aliens. Like the government really tried to hide it because they felt like humans weren't ready for that knowledge yet. And like, I, they just thought it'd be like mass hysteria if humans knew the truth. But I mean, all Mm. this has been whistleblown at this point. Like you said, Bob Lazar, like Tom DeLonge's foundation has fucking released a whole bunch of shit. The Pentagon has finally released information on UFOs. Um, But for years and years and years, it's just been, it's, been hidden basically yeah uh with that being said i also really like that the humans tried to learn from them and a massive part of the plot is trying to figure out how they're communicating uh this entire movie could have been one big battle sequence but spielberg went the different route and saved the action for other movies and made a really good dramatic piece about an alien encounter very nice um i mentioned earlier on that there's some plot holes they're not like massive plot holes but i mean Mm -hmm. they are there yeah um, but they're not movie breaking and my quality i also gave it an eight out of ten all right i said some of the effects are pretty janky even for 1977 we've seen spielberg put out some generation breaking effects before that still hold up to this day but i feel like this one could have been done significantly better Mm mm-hmm uh, the final sequence where the mothership comes down was super well done. Like that whole back and forth of them doing the tones and everything like that and communicating and whatnot. Like, I feel like that was really well done. Um, and that mothership was cool as fuck. Yeah, that was. Uh, the script was pretty damn good for the most part with some flaws here and there, but it wasn't anything I couldn't look past. Uh, the effects on the aliens that we saw whenever they came out were well done. And although it did look like a stereotypical alien, I feel like the effects team put their own spin on it, which I mentioned earlier. And also, I've never seen the extended cut, which is Spielberg's least favorite cut, but I really want to see the end where Richard Dreyfus (laughs) goes on the ship. Cool. And that's it. 8 out of 10 for both. Sweet. All right. So for my story, I also gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, first time watched me and it definitely lived up to the hype. That's just sorry. I don't, it's not like hype, but I guess mm-hmm. a movie that a lot of people talk about, mm-hmm. um, a bit slow for me at the beginning, but once it picked up, I was captivated. Uh, the two main characters, Roy and Jillian were great. And I really liked how they were, they intertwined them both. Yeah. Quality. I gave it a seven out of 10 okay. still holds up for the most part. The spaceship takes a bit to get used to, but overall the effects were great for the time. Thought the acting was good. A fun and intense movie. Had some laughs as well. Nice. So 8 out of 10 and 7 out of 10. Cool, cool. All right, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. 
This critic's consensus is literally the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is deeply humane sci-fi exploring male obsession, cosmic mysticism, and music. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, good luck. I'm going to say 82. <laughs> 94% from the critics. Okay, well... Fuck, I probably would have guessed that high, but that consensus kind of threw me off. I know, like, I I read that consensus and I was like, what in the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, exploring male obsession and yeah, music? Yeah, that was weird beauty wording what? for me. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, 94% from the critics on 64 reviews, and it averaged a 9 out of 10 rating. Not bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. The audience scored it an 84% on 100,000 reviews, and it averaged a 4.1 out of 5, mm. or an 8.2 out of 10. So, I mean, we're pretty on par with the audience. Yeah, we, we are. give it 8 out of 10 for both. So, All right, man. You ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. What did you give it for a scare rating? So I gave it a 3 out of 10. Uh, there were some really cool and intense moments. I thought the alien at the end was really creepy. <laughs> All right. And my scary scene, I put the massive leader alien at the end. I thought it was really creepy. Okay. Also because I was super high. <laughs> <laughs> And when I survive, I put, hell yeah, I would become an alien co-pilot and live with the aliens for decades. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's funny. Uh, All right. What about you? Uh, my scare rating, I gave it a 2 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So, like, overall, this movie's not very scary. There's, like, two scenes where, I mean, it it's creepy. Like, you mentioned the one, and I'll mention another one for my scariest scene. But... um. I feel like this movie is a perfect representation of how I feel contact with extraterrestrials would be like. Like, if mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's going to be some like intergalactic fucking planetary war whenever aliens come into contact with us. No, like I feel like it's just going to be a lot of like uh, what's what's the word that I'm trying to fucking say? I don't know. Like them trying to learn and us trying to learn from them and like research and communication and shit like that yeah yeah um i don't know i feel like humans are the most dangerous fucking beings in the universe definitely (laughs) definitely (laughs) yeah we are uh scariest scene i said when barry gets abducted like that whole scene where they're like surrounding the house and they're running around trying to like close all the windows and she has to like fucking close up to the chimney shoot and all that stuff just a really intense scene it was very intense, yeah. And like you put yourself in her shoes and it's just like, holy fuck, like this would be terrifying. Yeah, and Barry doesn't give a fuck. He's like, come on, come Dude, play. Barry needs a fucking leash. <laughs> yeah. This kid <laughs> cannot be left for two seconds. He's off running into the fucking woods and getting abducted by aliens. Yeah. Fucking 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, would I survive? I said, yes. It didn't seem like they killed any of the humans that they abducted, and I would gladly hop on that spaceship 
nice without a fight cool i say that now yeah if the opportunity arose i don't know it might be different (laughs) but i mean i love aliens i think the whole thought of it is really cool sweet yeah man that's it that's it uh okay we ready for captain spaulding's trivia of monsters and madmen let's do it I was going to ask that Devil's Tower question too. So, okay, for you. <laughs> well, I didn't write it down because I knew we'd mention it. Yeah, but... yeah. All right. I can't remember who went first last week. Uh, you did. Like I asked the question first. Yes. Okay. All right. What movie are you putting up though? So I am putting up 2008's Dying Breed. Dying Breed. I feel like I've heard of this. All right. Uh, I am going to put up Deliverance. Shut up. <laughs> what? Dude, I thought you would have picked that movie too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because so I think one of the actors died recently in it. I think it was like the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to look that up. All right. Damn. So Deliverance versus Dying Breed. All right. So your first question. All right. What toy from Toy Story 3 is in the movie? Oof. From Toy Story 3. Yep. Uh a Ken doll? Oh, I mean, I mean it's possibly, but the <laughs> answer was the clopping monkey. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Shit. Yeah. It's fucking right at the start, too. All right. What types of drinks were scattered all over the kitchen floor in Barry and Jillian's house? What drinks? Because mm-hmm. Barry uh, goes down to the kitchen. Fuck. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. Pop? Well, Coca-Cola? There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This movie's like massive product placement too. Oh, I know. Like there was Coca-Cola there. I'm pretty sure there was a McDonald's at one point. Definitely. There was a Definitely. Shell station. Yeah. All right. All right. Second question. What city is the operation center in at the beginning of the movie? Fuck. I know this too. Fuck. I don't remember. It was Indianapolis. Shit. Son of a bitch. All right. How many UFOs fly over the people's heads whenever they're standing in the middle of the road? So this was like. Uh, yeah, whenever Barry's like in the middle of the fucking road. 
Yeah, and this is why I picked Deliverance because that like guy and his kids just reminded me of the family in that movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I'm gonna go six. No, there was four. Fuck. So there was only three like spacecrafts, but then there was like that ball of light that was following it around. Yeah, we never talked about that. What do you think that was? I don't know. But I mean, I included that in there because it is technically a UFO, like it's an unidentified flying object. But right. yeah, I have no idea what that thing was. And I did mean to bring that up too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was a, well, it wouldn't be a scout because it was behind them all. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's like a tracking device for the mothership. Maybe. Yeah. I don't anyway. know. All right. Third question. What animated Martian makes an appearance? Marvin the Martian? <laughs> that was a total guess, but yes, you're correct. Nice. Whenever him and uh, whenever he's like destroying the the house, like the cartoon is on on TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So we're one and one. Mm-hmm. All right. How many UFOs were involved in the near collision that happens near the beginning of the movie? Like whenever they're in that air traffic control center uh one two fuck god damn it how many more questions do you have i probably have like two or three okay cool i have two so um okay which ice cream company is displayed on one of the trucks baskin robbins Fucker. I was going to make that one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Piggly Wiggly, too, I was going to ask. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, what movie does Roy really want to take his family to see? Ah, uh, fuck. Um, it's a fucking Disney movie. Yep. Oh, Pinocchio. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Nice. All right, we're 2-2. Two, two. All right. Um, let's see. What else do I got? I feel like this one's easy, but it's like the only one I have left. All right, fuck it. Um, what constellation do the UFOs make at the end? Oh, I missed that part. Like, are they flying off? Yeah, before the big ship comes, they all fly up. There's three of them. Orion's Belt? No, it was the Big Dipper. That's why I said six, because there was like oh yeah six of them that flew up and made the Big Dipper. Okay, see, I was just thinking of like the original three that we saw flying around. Mm. Well, shit, son. This is your last chance. Let's go. All right. What state is Devil's Tower in? It is in Wyoming. Damn, son. Damn, that was a close one. Damn. That was. That was we, actually right. had, we actually had like five or six questions each. Yeah, that was right to the wire. Nice. Sick. So we're watching Dying Breed. I need to look this fucking movie up. What is this movie? I've never seen it. I just saw it. Huh. I have never heard of this. Oh, Lee Wan L's in it? Yeah. Interesting. Where did you see this? I don't know. I just looked up 
horror movies you've never seen before. Oh, okay. And that was on the list. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Cool. I'm excited to watch a new movie I have never seen before. Me too. You always do this to me. I know. That's <laughs> why <laughs> these fucking random ass movies. But they usually pan out. Usually. Like the eyes of my part. mother. I was like, what the fuck are you making me watch? Yeah. That was, that was a great movie. All right. So join us next week as we talk about Dying Breed from 2008. Uh on Brooks' list of horror movies you've never seen before. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to find us on social media, we are at a podcast on Elm Street on every one of them. Uh, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have some ballin' ass merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also links to our Patreon account if you wish to support the po- podcast that way. Um, all money goes back into the podcast and trying to make it better quality wise and whatnot um we also pocket a whole bunch of it too so i mean just keep <laughs> filling our walls yeah no, i'm just kidding um there's also links to our discord channel our twitch channel and uh some other stuff in there um yeah. believe that's it i think that's it i think that's it cool all right guys we'll talk to you next week see you later